0: time ever i i noticed the blue bubble green bubble in the same text someone has leveled up before your eyes and i was like they they like designed it for that moment yeah like they want you to see that moment this the person got an iphone right now yeah you i've had several people comment on that actually several several people it's interesting yours is uh yeah, it's the black version. That's the right size. Yeah. Plus it's so nice. Battery life? So yeah. Uh, I bring like an extra battery and then I didn't need it. Last night it was still,
1: yeah. didn't even get down to 20%. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I love it. I love it. I guess I'll go out here then. Goodbye, Tim Rogers. Yeah, have a good time. Dave Lang. Uh, how many people work at Iron Galaxy?
0: Approximately 135.
1: How many projects do you have going
0: Approximately, at any given time, we have between 6 and 12. Right now, we have 7.
1: What's the process of figuring out who works on what? I imagine some are more popular than others, more desirable.
0: Um, Yeah, so we have a bunch of different types. So Some of them are like full games like Killer Instinct, and some of them are more like service-type stuff where it's like, hey, we need a couple engineers to ship this game or whatever. Uh, The cool thing is when you have 135 people, Got a kind of people that are into everything or if like hey it's got done with a big outsourcing project i want to be on a one game for three years or i just oh, i need to break the killer instinct i want to just do something quick and dirty i want six months on something so it works out pretty well it's not super cutthroat but the process generally is chelsea who basically runs the company essentially i do the business stuff but she runs the company uh, her official title is director of production she decides who's on what at the end of the day uh, she talks to people what do you want to do da da, da 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 tries to find like the best possible fit for everyone involved
1: so do you have like kind of a like when they're finished with the project they kind of sit down and discuss what Generally, how it we'll, went or... yeah,
0: uh, so uh, we're in the middle of, uh, this is funny you ask um, our review process sucks and so we've been doing we've been trying to Improve it greatly, but it's been going super, super slow. I think ideally we're going to move to something where essentially, like every two weeks, you're getting a little review. Essentially, like it's like it's five minute conversation, but it's like here it's like very clear what you were good, what you were great at in those two weeks, very clear what you sucked at in those two weeks, and how to improve in your leads' eyes. And so, uh, going forward, that'll be a continuous conversation we're having. We're having it all the time, not just like when you're done with the project or whatever, because uh, I find people want to get better. They want to know what they need to do to get better. And if you have the conversation, like every time a project ends, that's like, they, they, like, why did you tell me three months ago I could have done that better? You know, is often what you'll hear. And so uh, this way it's just continuous conversation
1: and I think it'll be really good. I also imagine for like, in, in those rapid kind of discussions will help if you're like, oh, this guy knows this thing. Or if they're having a problem like two weeks, is probably, they probably have a good idea of what they need help with and they might be able to kind of like, touch base within the company
0: right. or yeah it's, it's it's more like uh it's not like a hard skill what they're good at or what they're bad at it's more like a process problem like oh you know what you were late on this thing and it's okay developers are late sometimes but you didn't tell us you're gonna be late and that's a specific problem with this task right so it's not that you were late it's that you didn't tell us you're gonna be late you tried to work really hard to make up for it and it cause these other problems so don't do that again you fucked up don't do that again do you, know,
1: do you guys project manage your own uh like for the contract jobs are you guys project managing yourself or or do you do you interface with project managers from the exterior companies we will almost
0: always have um a producer on the project that's kind of like knows everyone that's doing what and we'll talk with their producer there are some projects where we'll get directly tasked by them um but we still have a producer on that case just to track things see what's going on But for the most part, we run all the own projects, all the stuff we're doing, even the ones that are like, oh, hey, help, just make this render faster. Well, a lot of times, we'll just do that ourselves. You're already out of questions, look at that.
1: Never out of questions. So you guys have some of the more professionally done booths for booths of your size um, at these shows. Yes. How do you decide how many people come to this? Like, what's the magic number for the, this is a 10 by 20? 10 by 30. 10 by 30.
0: So we built all this stuff ourselves, too. Um, so we didn't want to like, oh, here's the union guys, and to unscrew a light bulb, but it'll cost $10 billion or whatever. So we built everything originally uh, for the first PAX East in 2013. Jesus Christ, 2013.
1: It's only been that long?
0: Yeah, because um, that's when Divekick. So we didn't do it till Divekick. And before that, we have used like, if we're at a publisher, we'd go to their booth or whatever. But this is, so 2013 was the first booth we ever did ourselves and um, build everything in a very modular way, so you don't need, like, tooling. You can see it's, like, it's all, like, this cage word right now, it's all gas-piped, right? It just screws together and comes undone. You don't need tools, so super easy to take up and take down. Uh, we can also configure it in different sizes. So we can configure this into a uh, 20 by 10, a 20 by 20, there's a bunch of different things we do. It's because, like, floor space at these shows is generally, it's a crapshoot. You don't know what you're gonna get, you don't know how big, what's gonna be available. Like, is it better to have a 10 by 20 on a great aisle or a 10 by 30 tucked away in a corner somewhere, you know? So we always start with how much floor space are we getting and where is it? What games do we want to show off? How much do we think we need? And that dictates who goes. Um, we have some people who are just really great at doing these shows, like Isaac's really great at it. And so we tend to like, oh, Isaac should go to every show. And then for the people that are like, you know, they like it, they're good at it, but they're not great at it. We'll cycle other people and they want to try it, try to find someone else who's great at it. Um, it also depends on what project you're on. Like, if you're not on a project that we're not showing here, probably not going to PAX. You know. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's a lot of random factors.
1: Uh, how are you uh, enjoying PAX South? I like to show a lot. Um,
0: I think the fact that like there's not a whole lot of big name publishers here, uh, we are tend to be like one of the bigger things here in terms of just like floor space and name or whatever. Uh, and so it gives us like it kind of just, it's the credibility where we get more traffic, I think. Um, and so i, I the show was good to us last year, it's good to us this year. We got KI Cup right across town, so that helped too. Like I, we got like what, six people here and then four people at KI Cup or something. So there's a lot of people here this week.
1: And, and also you don't get like shoved into some random escalator corner like you often have happen at PAX Prime.
0: PAX Prime is, I hate PAX Prime so much. Like they, the, um, the, the, the thing that they always say is, hey, if you've ever had a booth, you're always in. Like, you will never kick you out if you've had a booth as long as you keep it going. And then, like, one year that wasn't true for us. You know, we got kicked out even though we had a booth. And then the next year, like, our status was, sorry, you didn't have a booth. It wasn't like, no, but you screwed us with our pants on. And so, you know, we constantly get shuffled around a Prime. I, I don't, I might not do Prime ever again.
1: So. I, I always thought that was like a hard, fast rule that if you had a booth, you get a booth. And you got people like, famously like Team Meat, yeah. just squatting. Yeah Because they'll need it in a bit, but they're just kind of like...
0: I think that's part of, like, for us, like, and Divekick has been historically really good at the PAXs, you know. Um, I think it's one of those, it's it's probably a situation where we're just talking to the wrong person. We just don't have the right relationship with that company or whatever. Uh, But, yeah, for whatever reason, we get dicked around at PAX Prime a lot.
1: So, you recently released the final update for Divekick. Yes. Um... Did you have any bugs or changes after that final update?
0: Uh, always bugs. There's always bugs in everything you ship. Oh, I feel like you're asking me a loaded question. You want a specific answer.
1: No, it sounds like you did you, you, more than... You didn't than... go out at NeoGAF and find a crushing bug or something, right? No. I don't know, okay, I don't no, I have enough of those in my
0: inbox. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, we were actually ready to ship that update over a year ago. We got, got done with it in December 2014. And then we did find a really, really bad bug... And we were super, super busy, so we just couldn't fix it for, like, six months. Then we fixed it. We had, like, half a person on it for, like, three months. Fixed all these bugs. Did all this stuff. Finally ready to launch it. Launched it this summer, and it's been good. Our response has been really positive. Uh, sales have been good. Like, every time we release something, sales get a little spike.
1: Like, um, day-to-day sales or, or yeah, like, at-the-moment like the
0: sales? Day-to-day. Like, our day-to-day sees a spike. And, it you know, it trickles off quickly. But it's, like, uh, people appreciate... When you update stuff, they get their friends, or they like, oh, I already own this on PS4, or I own it on PS3. I don't have a PS3 anymore. I should buy it on Steam because I still like Steam, and it's a buck 25 today because there's a sale or whatever it is, right? So, um, yeah, updating like obviously updates are good, but like even the super old games, people just seem to appreciate it. It's weird, uh, but yeah, that's the final update. Uh, I'll probably do Dive Kick more one day. But it'll be more like a full sequel. Um, I think we. have really, like, that's still my favorite game of all time. I love that game more than anything else. Uh, But we clearly did a lot of, like, dumb things with that design that we could even do better next time. So I'm excited about, you know, it's gonna be a ways off.
1: Uh, That's, like, yeah, like, quite a ways off.
0: But we'll do it. I can't imagine there's not a world where we don't visit that sometime.
1: Uh, I also, like, Iron Galaxy seems like it grew a lot from uh, when Dive Kick first came out. And
0: I think that's largely a perception based on, like when Divekick came out, we were we were like 70 employees when Divekick came out. And so the growth from Divekick isn't that different than the growth before Divekick. The, the, the thing is, Divekick is the first thing that Iron Galaxy is front and center on. All the other stuff we've done, like, oh, Capcom did that. And maybe if you're really in the know, you know Iron Galaxy did the port or whatever, right? Um I think Divekick, a lot of people associate Divekick with this ascension for Iron Galaxy. But the truth is, it's not. Like, it gave us a lot of visibility and a lot of people like uh, notoriety. But like, it wasn't this like runaway financial success or anything, right? We still have this backbone of doing all this work for higher, with bigger publishers. And that's what fuels the growth and lets us do what we want to do. Um,
1: I also imagine Killer Instinct didn't hurt for growth.
0: Yeah, KI was good too. When we got KI, I think we were about, I think we were like 110 when we got KI.
1: What was it like maintaining Divekick, doing updates, doing ports, with all this extra new stuff coming up?
0: You know, it's not, it's that's just what we are. You know, like, we're not, like... Uh, we're, all the decisions we make, like, are we gonna do this game or this game or this game or this game? it's rarely comes down to, oh, do we think that game's cool? Like, for us, like, a lot of, like, the core group at Iron Galaxy, we've all been at big studios that have closed on us overnight. Like, me, several times, right? And the whole reason we exist is because we've got a great group of friends, uh, and we want to work together for the rest of our lives. And so every every single thing we do is based around sustainability, right? And so that's why we don't just like put 135 people in one project and hope it works out, right? That's why we do six or seven projects at once. And uh, the good news is you get really good at doing that. You get really good at context switching, managing multiple groups, doing very different things. Um, keeps business development super fresh, too. You're always out there, like, finding deals. So it's got a lot of... It's like, one project goes away, we kind of don't care, you know? So, kind of rambled there for a minute, but yeah, like, it's just short version to answer your question. It's a skill like anything else. You just get good at it.
1: Um, and uh, I feel like uh, with Divekick, it kind of came out in that local multiplayer renaissance yeah. with Towerfall, Nidhogg, Samurai okay. Gun. Yeah,
0: we were the first one of those out. That's yeah, like
1: and, one, and yeah. one of my favorites of the, of the group. Um, but... Do you feel like if that came out a year later? Do you, do you think the timing of that was very good business-wise? Even yeah. if it was intentional. Yeah, or not? yeah, yeah. No,
0: like it's that's the thing about games like lots of awesome games come out and just don't find like Capsule Force. Like came out, didn't sell what we wanted it to sell, right? Still a great game, still a great local multiplayer game, but like so you know like well, we probably did we there's a lot of factors that went into that. I think we've identified them now, but like um, It's just timing is everything with games. You know, you never know, like, you might have the right game, but maybe it's the wrong time. And for Divekick, it was definitely the right game at the right time. And I still remember that first PAX East when we were like, oh, it's a big gamble for us. We built this big booth for Divekick, and it's a stupid two-button fighting game, and I hope it works out. And then the booth was just fucking slammed the whole show. It was amazing. Um, And it's like, that worked out. But there's a billion other people there that just, oh, we got an awesome game, it just didn't work out. So timing is, like... You can, you can market something, you know, you can try to spend money going to shows, but you can never make someone care, you know? And like, uh, having something catch on is as much about like just landing your thing when all this other pop culture stuff lines up with it, you know? Like, it's, oh, people are getting sick of regular fighting games, that's great. People are, you know, whatever 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 well, there's, of a,
1: there's are... also like a lull in fighting games in general around that time yeah like, there was a big lull. you're in between the street fighter yeah um i mean yeah, killer yeah. instinct wasn't out
0: yeah not out yet and yeah.
1: also it was it was before the console switched over so you were Correct. able to hit like every console well i guess you did yeah. do the nintendo once
0: we didn't do nintendo and so the first one we launched on we actually did pub fund so we did ps3 vita and steam and then we did ps4 and xbox and those came out too late like i wish we launched them it's like 24 like the original plan would have been great because there wasn't much stuff in the store and then but by the time we launched it, like late 2015 just no one gave a shit anymore like dive kick dive kick's time had come and go gone like uh like you only you didn't take a chance on dive kick at that point you already know if you love dive kick or not right and if you're gonna buy it again so like that was just wrong game that's a good example of like oh right game but wrong time right it would have been much better to shift that maybe because we had like uh, if we didn't have those bugs, it would have been a totally different outcome for us, I'm sure. Find no. it like business-wise, anyway.
1: But was, was porting like a huge issue for you guys, Did you kind of see that's on console?
0: Yeah, but we tried to do it for, so it wasn't a, It wasn't so much that, it was so much as like, what are the other opportunities we're not doing if we're porting it? You know, like, oh, we could, like we want to work on Killer Instinct now, and that's more important to the company. So do I take people off Killer Instinct and jeopardize that project to get Divekick done faster? And the answer for Divekick was always, no, we're not doing that, right? So Dive Kick was just thing like, oh, you know, just limping along with very small number of people on it and just kind of like going, 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 maybe like a month where no one would even touch it, you know? And that was a business decision, right? So at the end of the day, that business decision it cost a Dive Kick probably a lot, uh, but is it better for the overall company? Probably, because, you know, Killer Instinct's in great shape, and Borderlands was in great shape, stuff like that, right? So.
1: Well, I also, you have, you can go to these shows and show four games at once. Is that, does that make things easier, like... Yeah. putting a lot less pressure on any one game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. like when you have a lot of, uh, one of the reasons we started doing the, like, the publishing thing was just because we wanted more kind of like bullets in our holster, right? To do like bundle deals or things on Steam or like, like stuff Devolver can do with all the games they've published is really powerful from a business perspective. And so that's why we always want to have a lot of things in the hopper. I'll be publishing other people's games for them. Uh, one, because we just help them with our expertise. like. You know helping the video ball guys get online in there right like that's gonna be iron galaxy net code essentially right so it's gonna be really really good and like finding good opportunities where we can help people like that but then again it's also like would we do this big booth just for video ball probably not you know we have ki here we have dive here, we have capsule force here so uh yeah
1: cool uh well thanks for being on the question bus
0: oh and that's the name of it the question bus yeah What's the next stop at the question bus? Where am I getting off? Wait,
1: now, you just got off the question bus. Well, what
0: stop was it? Was it, good? Is it a CD or is it good? It's like, what if I want a burger?
1: There's there's, there's like a bougie burger bar there.
0: Love it. Love bougie burgers.
1: What's your, what's the best bougie burger you've ever had? Um, it's a great question. I, I have what they do one with a pulled rib on it near where I live Yeah, that's, there's, pretty, there's, that's pretty solid there's this one place by me called
0: the Burger Bar in Chicago and it's a great restaurant I love it but they have very, very similar it's like just a pork, a pork rib deboned pork rib on top of meat on top of coleslaw it is all this stuff and it's really really good is it the best I'm going to say yes
1: heard it here first that's the best bougie, best bougie burger bar.
0: best bougie burger Burger Bar in Chicago
1: Thank you. I hope you have a good pack south. Any last words? Um,
0: uh, here, I'm going to destroy you in American Twenty One. You can't say anything. Those are the last words.